Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. kids. Happy New Year and thank you so much for joining us on this beautiful new day and new year. I am your host, Kristen, along with our five-year-old son, Asher. We are so excited to share today that since our launch in mid-October, we now have over 1,000 downloads. Yay! Woohoo! Thank you so much to all our listeners. We love you. Over the holidays, Asher and Arden received a lot of special gifts from our family and friends. One in particular that Arden loved the most is the beautiful porcelain tea set inside a wooden box. She's been having pretend tea parties with her stuffed animals all week long, almost every day since she received the gift. Now this got us wondering, what really is a tea party anyway? Mm-hmm. I've attended several tea parties in my lifetime, and not only was it full of beautiful decorations, it always comes with tasty yet pretty little bites of food. But turns out there's an entire culture and etiquette that comes from having afternoon tea, and we are going to learn about it today. British food tradition. It happens around 4 p.m. and you sit down to drink tea, eat sandwiches, scones, and treats. Now this is not to be confused with high tea. (coughs) High tea is very different from afternoon tea. So high tea was used to describe a meal that was served for workers at a high table and high back dining chairs at the end of a long workday. This tea would be served with a hot meal like meat, baked food, or vegetables. So remember, the term high tea gets the name from the table height they were typically served on. Not because it's fancy tea time. The tradition of high tea actually still exists in some parts of Northern England and Scotland. Sometimes high tea in those areas involve a mug of tea, bread, vegetables, cheese, and some meats. Some include pies, potatoes, and crackers. Another way to distinguish between high tea and afternoon tea is that if you're eating with a fork and a knife, the meal would be a true high tea. But if you're eating finger foods like treats or sandwiches, it's afternoon tea. And there are other types of afternoon teas, too. There's royal tea. Which is my favorite because 
it is served with champagne. Which, Asher, you know is a grown-up drink. Yes, it's bubbly and sparkly. Yep, and cream tea is like afternoon tea, but it's much more simple. It's served with just tea and scones, with jam and clotted cream, of course. I want the afternoon tea with all the treats. Cakes and scones. And as a side note to our listeners, scones is often pronounced as scone, which is the pronunciation we hear more commonly in the United States. It seems that the pronunciation depends on where you live, but in this episode, we will pronounce this tasty treat as scones. Okay! Plus, the late Queen Elizabeth pronounced it as scone, not scone. Oh! I think that's a fair thing to consider. Let's learn about how afternoon tea was created. Afternoon tea was introduced in the year 1840 in England by Anna Russell, who was the seventh Duchess of Bedford. What is a duchess? Duchess and princesses are royalty, like kings and queens. Oh, so the people that are duchesses have a name, but they also have the title too. Kind of like mom and dad? Yes, kinda. So Anna Russell, the Duchess of Bedford, would become hungry at 4 o'clock in the afternoon (gasps) because their family ate dinner late around 8 p.m. Whoa! This is when you guys are already in bed. Oh, that's late. Right. So the Duchess asked for a tray of tea with bread butter and some cake be brought to her room around 4 o'clock. This became a trend and she started to invite her friends to join her. And slowly over time, afternoon tea became a social event. Women would wear long gowns, gloves, hats, and would come together and to have tea and treats. Nowadays, lots of fancy restaurants and hotels have afternoon tea options on their menu, and it's one of my favorite things to do with some friends, especially if we are celebrating a special occasion. So let's learn about some important etiquette of afternoon tea. Everyone should know. Okay, everyone, let's do this! Ah, yes. Now, it can feel a little confusing at first, but once you get a hang of it, afternoon tea can be a very relaxing and a wonderful experience. So, first thing to know. When you're holding the cup of tea at the table, don't hold it with the saucer. The saucer is the small plate that goes under the teacup. You should only hold up the saucer if you are standing or sitting with no table in front of you. Noted. Uh-huh. But if someone is pouring the tea for you and asks you to pass your teacup to them, pass with both the saucer and teacup. That makes sense. So saucer and teacup travel together if you're away from the table, like two peas in the pot. And this is actually quite different from the way we drink green tea at home, but with British afternoon tea, you should hold the teacup at the loop of the handle. Use your index and thumb to pinch between the loop of the handle and place your middle finger at the bottom of the handle to support it. 
and the handle of the teacup should always face at the right side. Huh? Well, if you're right-handed, the handle should face about where three o'clock is on a clock. But if you're left-handed, the handle will face on the left side, right about where nine p.m. would be on a clock. And never point your pinky up while you're holding the teacup. Ah, so when it comes to afternoon tea etiquette, despite what people think, it is actually not considered to be good manners if you're pointing your pinky up while drinking your tea. Right. All fingers should be facing inward while you're holding your teacup. You got it. Now, Asher, what does Mommy like to put in her coffee or tea? Some milk, I think. Yep, the proper etiquette for afternoon tea is that you pour the tea first, then you add the milk. But a long time ago, the etiquette was the other way around. So they used to put the cold milk first and then the hot tea. Yep, the reason was because back then they used porcelain teacups, which couldn't handle the hot tea, or else it would crack. So you had to pour the milk first and then the hot tea. Now it's safe to assume that most afternoon tea places have fine china that can hold the hot tea without having the teacups crack. Oh! So after you add the tea and the milk, you could stir the tea, but there's a trick to that too. Yes, a lot of people, like myself, stir their tea around and around using a spoon in circles. But the correct way is to stir the teaspoon gently backwards and forwards. Backwards and forwards, like you're writing the number one. Yep, this way you won't accidentally make any sounds with the teaspoon, and you won't accidentally spill the tea out of the cup. The yummy treats they serve during afternoon tea. This is gonna be my favorite part. I just know it. Hey, give me a bite. Oh, I'm sure it's my favorite part too. Most of the time, afternoon tea is served in a three-tier tray, meaning it has three layers: bottom, middle, and top. They are grouped in three categories: savory tea sandwiches on the bottom. Savory means foods that are salty or spicy. Mhm. And scones in the middle and sweets on the top. I know when I get those beautiful three-tier trays, I get so excited. I just want to jump right into the sweets. But it's best to start from the bottom tier with the sandwiches. You can also eat everything with your fingers. No need for forks or knives. But you could use the knife to spread the cream or jam. Ah, yes, the scones, which are usually on the second tier, are often served with clotted cream, jam, or lemon curd. So first, scoop out the cream and the jam onto your plate, but just enough for one serving. No need to be greedy and scoop out a whole handful. Then you break the scone into a small bite-sized piece with your hands, and use the knife to put the cream and then the jam. Well, so it turns out there's a bit of a debate whether you put the cream on first or the jam on first. <gasps> Depending on where you are from in England, some people think you should put the cream first, then the jam. Others think jam goes first and then the cream. Doesn't matter to me. It still sounds so yummy. 
Premium Jam. Oh, and remember to dress nicely when you go to afternoon tea. Ha-ha! So no jeans, t-shirts, or sweatpants. It's a fancy place. Yep, fancy dresses or tuxedos are not really necessary, but as always, like everywhere we go, dress smart and pick out your clothes mindfully when going to an afternoon tea. Have you been to an afternoon tea event? If so, please email us at culturekidspodcast at gmail.com and share your experience with us. We always want to hear from you. We never end our episodes without some fun jokes. Asher, do you want to go first? Yes! What drink brings you back to Earth? What? Gravity! Tea? <laughs> okay, my turn. What do you get when a tea bag meditates? What? Serenity. <laughs> I get it. That was so fun learning about afternoon tea. If you love listening to this episode, please leave us a review and help us spread the word. We have some really cool episodes coming up, so don't forget to hit subscribe and stay tuned for more adventures around the globe. Until next time, Happy New Year! Bye-bye! Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com.